0: welcome 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 we are the architects of entropy and this is war this is the final month of our coverage of the dragon war the war between the orcs and the dragonborn that has been heating up in the time that our main party has been let's say out of the country so to begin i have some good news i have some bad news and i have some better news So I'm gonna start with the bad news. The bad news is Rick, unfortunately, the personage of the orcs is not available tonight. So we will be doing this unfortunately without him, but I have a feeling I know how he'd want the orcs to handle this and I will do my best to uh, use his judgment. The good news is I have the rest of the cast of Architects of Entropy here, Scott, mj Yay. and kevin hey, hey
1: hello
2: yeah thank god scott's here that's what everybody's hoping for
1: <laughs> I, you, know, I yeah, think you so. got a lot of fans out there yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: you're the bad boy of the group
0: <laughs> <laughs> the visual <laughs> and i have some better news we have a new guest on the show today and it is mario mario say hello to uh, all your uh, new fans
3: can't believe I'm doing this. Wait, is my mic on? Oh. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a joy as I stated uh, off camera. I am a, a big fan of uh, everyone here, the work of everyone here on this podcast and elsewhere. So I'm excited to be uh, joining you today. Great, welcome
2: Mario. Woo-hoo. Yes,
0: yes, yeah, and, uh, uh, and <laughs> Mario is uh, is our. Everyone here but Scott in this podcast, Mario has been our uh, game master for how long now? Like,
3: uh, uh many years. Many well,
0: years, I'd say over it's got to be over a decade by now, right?
3: It is because yeah. we started, uh, yeah, some time ago, we went through a variety of games, so we've we've done major campaigns of at least three or four different game systems. It's been quite a while,
0: yeah. And so Mario is uh, very, very familiar with all of us. He's, he's probably mostly familiar with MJ because he is MJ's brother. So that's a, a little uh, fun fact uh, that uh, maybe a couple of our listeners might not already know. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Like I said, I've been listening to the uh, the podcast, you know, I'm working my way through. It makes for exciting stories during road trips, for example. That's kind of why I've gotten through most of the story. I don't know i'm sure i'll think of something really insightful to say <laughs> after the time passes for me to say it but i have not been part of a, a 5e game for quite a while so this is where i'll look embarrassed as i talk about how the rules are not complex and yet don't remember them
1: <laughs> right i don't want to put any pressure on you mario but we specifically brought you here for witty banter so you're gonna to have to step it up <laughs> yeah yeah.
2: Also, we're all very well versed in the rules and we expect precision.
1: <laughs>
2: we're super good
3: at it. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. <laughs> if, you,
0: if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know that uh, we are just rules lawyers here. And <laughs> we never, ever just say, I'll go ahead and do that. That sounds cool. <laughs> but that is something that more and more I'm hearing as a... Other games and podcasts pick up something that has been known as the rule of cool, which I think is the most important rule in games is that if uh, it might not be entirely by the book of the rules, but if it's cool and it
1: makes the game cooler, you should probably do it. Maybe the only time we have to feel cool ever. Yeah. Yeah. It might be just an
0: inborn thing of (laughs) nerds trying to feel cool, but, uh, you know, fuck it.
1: That's what it should be called, the rule of fuck it. Agreed. (laughs) That's a different rule,
2: and uh, you will get on a list.
1: (laughs) That's a a different rule for a different podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're not cool enough to be on that podcast.
0: (laughs) True, true. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I am going to uh, just kind of give a little background of what's going on here, because we have a lot of people who who are new to the war scenario. We have uh, been kind of building this whole conflict in the southern part of Ayamora, part we've spent really no time in in our main campaign so we've been kind of filling in a lot of stuff uh, so just to backtrack a little this whole thing started 5 months prior when the orcs sent a couple of uh, assassins to the headquarters of the Aerzadetai the dragonborn uh, knights and Murdered their basically their Lord Commander. And it also seems that the leader of the orcs, a uh, lich called Dalar, or Dalar, or Dollar, or depending on how you want to call it, <laughs> has gotten his hands on some dragon eggs, presumably that were from the big red dragon that is a mother of all of the dragonborn, and one of the accidental creators of the orcs uh, in a horrible mating accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, He has uh, gotten his hands on these eggs and is looking to do some kind of ritual. And this is kind of been in the background of this whole war. And as this has escalated, the orcs have called in answer to a uh, mutual non-aggression pact that for some reason they had signed with the dwarves. So it's got them involved. Uh, The Lich Lord has sent out emissaries to Bring him back different magics and items and things that might help him with his ritual. So, he has sent a group of people out to the archipelago to make a deal with demons. He sent a group of people out to the cauldron to talk to the forbidden school. And he sent a group of orcs out to the lands of the Asimar to steal an artifact, uh, which they failed to do. However, the other things wound up being successful. And also, there is a group of rebel dragonborn who are not part of the uh, dragon-worshipping cult that the rest of these fine folks seem to be a part of who are trying to figure out exactly how to deal with this war situation. So they are out there as well. And conveniently, while the dwarves have decided to send the more mobile forces down with the orcs, they have been assaulted in the West by a bunch of barbarians that had been there forever. Uh, so it's a big mess. But the good news is, the Dragonborn, have a solution. It was decided that a strike force would be put together to break into the Dark Spire, uh, Dalar's massive tower in the middle of the Blasted Lands, this uh, land of uh, obsidian ground and unnatural storms and dark clouds that uh, was accidentally created by the aforementioned mating accident. And break into his place to steal these eggs back Uh, and to cover this group going out into this uh, horribly dangerous area. The army of the Dragonborn basically uh, more sacrificed most of their numbers in a, a giant battle of diversion to funnel off as much of the resources of the orcs in the blasted lands and point them at them while they weren't looking at this strike force making their way to the dark spire so in the end of the previous month that army was whittled down to a very small force was able to make a tactical withdrawal as this strike force of dragonborn and their uh, kobold associate basically uh, finds their target so we will start things tonight with that strike force, and we have all five members of the strike force here, and I'll have them each introduce themselves, starting with the uh, de facto leader of the attack, Golthok Nequil.
2: Golthok Nequil, a uh, knight of the Dragonborn. his solemn duty to serve and uh, to be victorious, and he's super chill about it. I'm kidding. He's a giant asshole about it. So chill is not a
0: thing that happens with him.
2: He's very focused on his task. All right. And it's just a pleasure to be
0: around all the time. <laughs> and next, let's talk to Tarnath Udukaks.
4: All right. Tarnoth is a rogue assassin and pretty just quiet and deadly, essentially.
0: All right. Also, oh yeah, also point out that each of these dragonborn are a different type. I thought it was more fun than to just have you know the Dragonborn be either red or green, as their uh, parentage was just for them to be able to randomly be different kind of chromatic dragons. And Rick was fine with that. <laughs> Basically, he didn't care. So, uh, yeah, Golthok is a black Dragonborn uh, kin. Uh, Tarnoth is white, and then we'll go to let's talk to Ulthrax Loral.
3: Uh Ulthrax is a, a dedicated fighter who uh, seems to adhere to a code uh, that would almost seem to give the appearance of knighthood. However, Ulthrax uh, himself is not a knight, but strictly adheres to some of the credo, particularly uh, protecting those that he is fighting with and being willing to sacrifice himself for a goal.
1: All right. And
0: let's talk to Rascris
1: Norixius. Rascris Norixius is a dragonborn of the Red Dragon descent. He is a sorcerer, and I guess it would kind of make sense, very on point, uh, that he is a sorcerer with a draconic related bloodline. <laughs> yeah, it to make the most sense. Much like. The main character at the start of Fahrenheit 451, uh, it is a pleasure to burn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rascrest, weirdly enough, the red dragon-born sorcerer is really, really keen on fire. Also, yeah, and uh, Ulthrex is a green, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a green dragon. So That's correct. Yes, and we'll go to the uh, fifth and final member of your party that I will be portraying tonight, Quag Loudboom. Greg Loudboom is a kobold engineer. One of the reasons I'm playing him is because he's technically, by the rules, an artificer, but I'm just kind of playing fast and loose with those rules because he's mostly just, you know, builds machines that either, you know, fly through the air or explode. Or if you're lucky, both. So what you know ahead of time uh, is this kind of hastily put together strike squad. Your goal is one simple thing. Go into the Dark Spire, find the eggs, and bring them back to Moel the mother, the great red dragon who birthed you, who is probably asleep in some mountain. But it's important that at the very least you get these eggs. And if for some reason you cannot get the eggs, maybe see if you can't do something about that lich. The people in charge seem to think that that might be harder to do, but you know. If you get a chance to destroy uh, the Lich, or at least temporarily incapacitate him, as we're more likely with Liches. But the entry point uh, is uh, you will be taking an airship uh, that has been constructed by this kobold engineer and flown. Basically, it is a big, black, weird-looking bladder of gas with a little basket underneath it that has some kind of contraption that shoots fire in different directions that somehow does not blow up the little balloon thing that you have you're not exactly sure how it works it's insane Uh, but its current shape is uh, designed to meld in with the dark clouds that populate the air around the blasted lands the blasted lands though you're in a desert the blasted lands does not seem to adhere to the weather going on anywhere else. Dark clouds, the sun is never visible. If you have a giant army distracting the denizens of this land, it's you know might not be so hard for a big weird black balloon to uh, meld in with the sky. So that is how you're getting in. And you have been told that Rascris has the means to get you out. So it is important that Raskris survives. Yeah, you hear that? You'll have to find, you'll (laughs) have to figure out how to get back, which, you know, I'm sure there's different ways you can figure out, but it'd be a lot harder without him. You've not been told exactly how you're assuming magic since, you know, he's all about magic. Secretly,
2: Raskris has a car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get in the VW van, let's go! (laughs) Get in the mystery machine.
0: (laughs) so we will take you to the scene in progress the strike force has landed on the side of this massive black obsidian tower you have found basically an area on the very very top where there's a big terrace um that leads into an area with some giant doors this seems to be the only real way to get in the tower other than scary heavily guarded gates at the bottom so this is uh, where you have kind of been dropped off. You are standing on the edge of basically a, a balcony that has no no safety railings. So, you know, OSHA standards be damned. <laughs> and uh, we will join you there. Turn off,
2: check the doors. See if we can get through them. I'm going to check for traps. All right.
0: Give me an investigation.
3: I'm already going to walk in front of Rasmus if that's okay with everybody else. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> No one's stopping you from being a meat
2: shield. You go right ahead.
0: Uh, I only got a 14. Okay. The doors appear to be locked, but they don't appear to be trapped. Are we going in these doors?
2: I see no other way forward.
0: I will use my
4: tools to unlock the doors.
2: Well, While that's happening, I'm going to cast Bless here on the uh, various dragon board, just in case there's some kind of saving throw that needs to happen for our <laughs> rogue.
0: All right. Not a good idea. Not a bad idea. I think that gives us it a D four can add to everything.
2: Yes, uh, and uh, I can cover all the dragonborn. Okay, that our cold
0: bold is uh, sol. Uh, okay, I see that uh, I am uh, gonna have just, to just rely on the blessing of my superior mind. That and would be just, wise. If, <laughs> if Whitey, if you have any trouble with that door, I I'm pretty sure I can take it out. <laughs> it looks flammable. <laughs> I got a twenty-three. Uh, okay, so you are able to pick the lock, but it doesn't happen. It's gonna. It takes a little bit longer than you would hope. It's a pretty complex lock, but it does eventually click, and the locking mechanism uh, seems to have been untriggered. So uh, the door will open if you push on It's unlocked. Very good. tracks through the doors. Yes. <laughs> All right,
3: Uh, well Ulthrax, I'll go forward uh, with my long sword drawn, of course. I'll kind of look back at Raskus for a second and then I will proceed toward the door and I'll step on into this giant blackness in front of me.
0: Okay, Mm so Ulthrax, as you uh, push forward on these doors, basically you're able to kind of push in the middle and throw them both open dramatically. And you will notice two things right away. First, you will notice a room with a bunch of orcs in it. Mm. Mm. So you're now looking at a chamber that is about 60 by 40. And there are uh, six pillars holding the ceiling up. And there is another set of scary double doors at the other side. At each pillar, you see an orc warrior festooned with jagged armor and massive great axes. They are definitely at the ready. And then there are two other orcs at the end of this corridor, at the end of this room uh, on either side of the double doors. There is one very large orc that uh, appears to uh, have some kind of a symbol of command to him. And then there is a smaller orc. He's uh, wearing ringmail armor, but has these, odd, very haphazard runic symbols carved into the armor and into his flesh that belie some kind of strange spiritual significance. And the other thing you notice as you open the door, Althrax, is when you open the door, a huge unholy horn sounds that echoes throughout the land. Great.
3: but I will say in common surrender or face imminent death immediately using my worst stat i have charisma
0: <laughs> Alrighty. just for fun let's go ahead and roll an intimidation
3: all right For we all total of six okay will that do um, it at eight? probably not
0: <laughs> yeah no they they weirdly enough do not throw down their axes and surrender but they do uh look like they're going to come forward or at least uh move in a threatening fashion to you so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and roll initiative Quaking in fear. <laughs> Alrighty. Raskris. 12. Okay. Gulthuk. 11. Oh, you guys. Hey, look. Seven.
2: <laughs> wow. I'm used to adding a lot more to initiative rolls. I'm just telling you.
0: Oh, yeah. Quake. Quake gets to roll his initiative. Wow. Quake's feeling pretty good with his 13. Althrax, Nine.
4: Oh, God, we suck. Good Lord,
0: you... <laughs> okay, well, we'll go just ahead and start this show.
2: Uh, just a reminder, all the dragonborn, you are blessed. Those of you not, you know, used to being uh, clerics. Whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw uh, for the next minute, you can add 1d4 to the number rolled.
0: Okay. Yeah, it just usually to go ahead and roll that d20 and that d4 and add it together. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why not? Okay, so the first thing that happens is the big chief looking fellow, he moves to the center of the room and yells in Orcish, what you can only assume is some kind of words of encouragement or battle cry. Those of you who can speak Orc, it's not pleasant. It's just a, you know, go forth and grind their bones and spill their viscera and you know whatever. All of the Orcs seem to be uh, emboldened by that somehow, and then they start doing things. Uh, so. Orc-designated A, who is basically uh, closest to the front there, is going to hurl a javelin at Ulthrax. All right. And he seems to... Let's see. Let's see if that battle cry helped. Uh, He gets an 18. Does 18 hit you, Ulthrax? My armor class is 18. All right. So you're struck by the javelin for minimum damage, four, all right. Uh, as he seems to uh, uh, have some kind of unholy extra strength from this battle cry that he received. Uh, and next to go is the orc designated F, who is standing all the way at the back. Yeah, he'll move kind of down to the middle of the room, and he is going to, want to also hurl a, uh, a javelin at Althrax advantage from the war cry, which might not matter. As he rolls a 14 and a 14. Yeah. Both missed. Alright, next to go is Quag Loudboom. He starts digging into his bags and whatnot, pulling things out. It looks like he's getting ready to do something, but he's not doing it yet.
1: And Raskris. Uh Well, there's a nice <laughs> clumping there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will, uh... Let's see, I can get the two in the i'll I'll go for the i think i'm pretty sure i can get in a in a 20 foot radius or a 20 foot sphere i think i can get all of the back six that's b c f e blue circle and white circle
0: yeah i would say you can probably get all those people in a fireball so um fireball uh, who said fireball or (laughs) or or whatever 20 whatever (laughs) 20 foot radius thing you're gonna do
1: let's see how well you burn and then uh, they will all have to make a saving throw, uh, dexterity,
0: okay. dexterity saving throws. Okay, fun. They're all, man. Yeah, you know, it's possible. Already. So, uh, what's the number we're looking for? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Let's see if any of these clowns make it. All right. Only Orc C made it. Uh, the war chief. He fails as well. And this other weirdo in the back. Oh, okay so
1: the only so one orc made it so what's everybody taking here so the uh most of them will take 23 points of fire damage okay one will take uh 11. okay all righty so uh, Goodness gracious
0: okay so that's a lot of that's a lot of dead orcs Alrighty. <laughs>
1: that definitely made a difference not 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 unexpected <laughs> surprise i know <laughs> nobody that's, could have predicted that but
2: that's why it's better to have a an initiative after the fire mage you know no charging into the
3: working out i know i rolled low on purpose
0: <laughs> all right so uh it's
1: your team player it's our strategy.
0: We're actually using a, uh, a map thing on this right now because I knew these were going to be kind of complicated battles. So I'm just marking off the orcs that are no longer going to be a problem. Okay, so Chris throws his hand out. A little mote of light flies across the room and quickly turns into an explosion. Wiping out a bunch of these orc guards right away and singeing their leaders. And... We go to Gulthok next.
2: Uh, all right, uh, seeing as the fireball shenanigans are over, I will charge forward, and uh, I guess I will engage Orc D with a ye olde uh, strike from a tongue greatsword.
0: Okay, so you're just gonna just move up to him and fight? Uh... Yeah,
2: and yeah, I'm gonna go attack him, and I get two, right. so I'm gonna attack him twice. All righty, go ahead. Uh, let's see. That is a, a 14 and a 19. Those were both hit. Oh, dear. Uh 17 and 23. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll that'll do.
0: I mean, it could take them off the map, but for some reason, I'm not going to do that.
2: All right. Well, I mean, it's not like there's anything weird going on here. Yeah, in no. the tower of the, <laughs> the tower of the Lich. necromancer. Yeah, it's fine.
0: All right. Orc C, who is quite, quite very hurt, is going to use
2: and uh, uh, Pat, uh, just because you know, if I'm not being pedantic, I'm not doing my job. Since it is a flaming great sword, is that is that recent corpse on fire by any chance?
0: Yes, yes, it is, Pat. for sure. All right. Alrighty, so Orc C is going to use his aggressive trait to move up to speed as a bonus action, and then move again, uh, so he can rush you with his great axe, Goltha. That is a cool. That's a natural one. So he runs up to you and uh, goes to smack you with his great axe, and the great axe flies out of his hand and buries in the wall behind you. He looks not happy about what just happened. Both threat.
3: So I am going to move forward with the expectation to the uh, well. Hmm. I was gonna head. Well, okay. I am gonna do that. That's fine. I'll just step in between these two here, but I guess I'll take a, I'll take swings at A. Okay. To uh, prevent them from closing in on us from both sides here.
0: Okay. Uh, so you will move in on the uh, the other person in the front of the room.
3: Right. And I'm going to. I'm sure there's hardly any chance I'll miss. Uh, well, okay. So uh, I did hit uh, one time here because I got a 21, and the other number was pitifully low. So there will be one strike. Okay. With my long sword of wounding. So the damage will be not very high with the die roll, but that's eight plus ooh, one point of necrotic
0: damage. Okay. Okay. He is still up a quite, quite hurt. Less impressive. Damage. Yeah. All right. Tarna, you are next.
4: I am going to shoot an arrow at. The one, the orc number A in front. And I believe I can do sneak attack. Is that correct?
0: Yes, because he is within five feet of someone else. You can absolutely do that.
4: Uh, that is a 20 to hit.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll hit.
4: That was pathetically terrible. Uh, so
0: that's Probably won't matter. 19. Oh, yeah. trust, trust me, 19 is not that. <laughs> and, uh, and that orc will fall as well. So yeah, so Ulthrax, you run and smash it with your great sword, and then an arrow just pops out of its head, or into its head, rather. You're not exactly sure. It probably <laughs> went into his head. Uh, and then he just uh, hits the dirt. <laughs> that orc is dead. And then we go to this guy. All right. So this guy in the back is going to take his right hand, place it over the wound, uh, uh, one of the scorched wounds from the Fireball, and uh, a sickening green energy will come out of it and will appear to heal up a little bit of that. All right. Uh, well, by a little, I mean like a little. Mm. <laughs> he rolled very badly on this, on this healing roll. So, but he gets a little bit back. And then uh, with his left hand, he points in the direction of Ulthrax, uh, actually in the spot between Ulthrax and Golthuk, and a, Glowing Spear appears and uh, we'll attack the night. It's attacking
2: the darkness.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a 19. That will hit. All right. We'll do 15 points of piercing damage.
2: That oh, can start
0: by a spiritual weapon.
2: Ah, piercing damage. One of my only weaknesses. Okay.
0: And that will bring us back up to the top and the war chief. He is gonna have to get a little bit more involved.
1: Get he's gonna get more involved. What like like write letters to the editor or, or picket us or? <laughs> uh, he's gonna run no. up to uh, Ulthrax
0: here and attempt to uh, put his great axe into his face.
2: Well, I don't know that that's the kind of involvement we're looking for, but
0: uh, all right. So a sixteen and a twenty-two. Yeah. So the sixteen does
3: not hit, but the twenty-two clearly does.
0: Okay. Uh, As he levels the axe at you, he is just like screaming with this, you know, just furious mouth of jagged teeth and his spit is flying off of him into your face and it seems to make that axe just cut into you a little bit more than it should and it will do a total of 19 points of slashing damage.
3: Ouch. Alright. Seems they've chosen imminent death. Alright,
0: and uh, we'll go... Back to Quag, who pulls out of his jacket and with all kinds of straps and buckles on it and uh, pulls out this little tube. It looks almost like a wand, except it is like a cylinder, like a metal cylinder, and points it at Orc who is duking it out with Galthuck, and a bolt of fire flies out of it. Ooh, and uh, yeah, finishes that sucker off. Woo! No. Okay, now I feel
2: bad for not blessing the
0: cold. That's okay. He wasn't expecting it. And to be fair, really a swift breeze would have taken that thing out. Mm.
1: And he goes, ah, gotcha. Raskris. I will cast Scorching Ray, and I will have all three bolts <laughs> go toward uh, the boss in blue. Okay.
0: Alrighty, so go ahead and you can launch Spelling your man. attack on the
1: war chief. I got 17, 18, and 11. Yes, the 11- 17 and 18 will hit. Okay. So that will do just 12 damage.
0: Okay. Alrighty. So uh, Rascris, are you moving at all? Or are you staying basically back uh, where you are? Down. I'll,
1: I'll move slightly over, but not closer.
0: Okay. So uh, rascris holds his hand aloft and a bunch of fiery beams fire into the war chief, doing a little bit of damage. Gullfunk.
2: All right. Are both of the things in front of me corpses? And is it can I yes, move they're... and attack the war chief? Yes.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So there are two dead uh, orcs directly in front of you. The war chief. If you move ahead about five feet diagonally, you'll be right on top of him. Okay. Perfect. And there is a spear floating in the air between you and him. So, as you move through that spot. Uh, The spear is going to attempt to spear you.
2: (laughs) Spear away, man. Come on.
0: It rolls a natural 20. All right. Uh, Okay.
2: All right. When we we sing the story of this, we will leave out the part where the spiritual weapon kicked my ass. All
0: right. So that will do 20 points of piercing damage to you as you (laughs) cruise by it. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Fine. Yeah. And then uh, from the corner ahead of you, that uh, weird. cleric gentleman hiding behind a pillar just cackles yeah. is this,
3: is this the thing i can do something about with the reaction i know he's not within five feet of me where he ended up but was he within? oh yes if it's within five feet of me i can use my reaction to reduce the damage
0: oh okay yes go ahead 10 right.
3: right. plus three so let's see what happens here all right let's see. i rolled a five so it'll be eight fewer
0: points of damage okay great uh, so yeah, so as the spear darts at Gullfuck, Althrax, as he is wont to do and mostly instructed to do, hurls himself to the side to kind of push some of that damage off and uh, onto himself. So he uh, he's he's done his job. Alrighty, uh, a bunch of dead orcs and well done, Shield Althrax. It is now your turn. Roar! Alright. Well
2: I uh will attack uh this Chief. Oh, uh, war uh
0: no, fuck. it was still your turn. So yeah. All well, right.
2: sorry. turn we'll finish your turn. All yes, right. Go
0: ahead and uh,
2: uh, uh I, I will attack the uh the war chief uh, and okay. strike him twice with a big flaming greatsword. It's not gonna go great for him. See that is a a modified twenty five and a modified twenty
0: seven. Oh yeah, that that's uh that'll 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 really do it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I got some I got some bonuses on here. It's pretty good. <laughs> It's bound to roll well eventually. Okay, bunch of bunch of dice here. Hang on. Get back up to my damage here. Uh let's see. That is first one is twenty-six. Okay. And the next one the next one's less impressive at 18.
0: Ooh. Alright. Yeah, so you move up, uh, getting mildly skewered by a spiritual spear, and then proceed to uh just whale this huge mm-hmm. orc uh and takes some big old chunks out of his body all mm-hmm. right well uh, it's a big flaming greatsword so the wounds cauterized nicely. oh yes yes that's mm. true the good news is yeah the good news is those wounds so, will seal right up
2: yeah yeah and but the meat is nicely seared so if anybody wants those chunks have so, at them. Well,
0: <laughs> you know not bad probably at least to some of you <laughs> all right ulthrax uh it is your go
3: and I'll just take off this guy in front. Of me. Go for it. OK, so the first one is a, clearly a hit, because it's up in the 25 range. The other one is yeah. 17.
0: 17 will also hit.
3: OK, so I will do, oh, OK, so the first hit is 12. And okay. we find one more necrotic. And the second hit is max, well, at 13 plus one more necrotic.
0: All right, describe how you kill this guy.
3: So the first blow, his arm will go flying back and open him up, and so he'll be relatively defenseless when I take the second swing around, and that one will just go across his throat and drop him to the ground. And uh, then before he falls, I'll already be casting my eyes to the next foe.
0: Yeah, so there's this uh, guy with his crazy rune scroll all over him, hiding behind a pillar. Uh, was he really the only other uh, opponent left in this room uh was really happy that a spear was hurting people but now seems to be uh, less enthused because he appears to be alone right
3: i was really just looking around to seem really badass and not paying attention to the guy that i'd taken to the ground
0: for. yeah yeah
3: so uh, really no matter what i'm looking at it doesn't matter
0: and then we go
4: to tarna did the did that guy go yet this round can't remember the one orc left has not gone yet this round. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move into the room, avoiding the sphere, and go behind the front left pillar, or like to the to that part of it, to the uh, to the right of it. Yep. And I'm gonna use my assassinate.
0: Okay. Whoops. And I use my bow. Okay.
4: So I'm assuming that a let's see, 29 hits him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So this is apparently a critical hit.
1: <laughs> apparently.
4: Uh, <coughs> fascinating. <mwah> I've never seen this picture. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I will do that. Oh, that'll be 18.
0: Okay. That is not enough to take him down, but enough to uh, really, 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 really ruin his day.
4: I hide as well.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and give me a stealth throw.
4: Yeah. i hide behind that pillar.
0: Your cunning action.
4: I get a 12, so not not too good.
0: Okay. So yeah, so you kind of duck back behind that pillar.
4: Can I use the d4 on that roll or no? Uh,
0: Yeah. Okay, so that'll be a 14. It's an ability roll, so 14. Okay. All right, the, that orc will kind of pop around the pillar and it does lock eyes with you. It does seem to see where you, uh, you try to hide yourself and it says, bleed. Give me a wisdom save as he is attempting to use command on you. Come on. I got ice in my veins. All right.
2: You get to add that
4: 1d4. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, i get an eight.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you are compelled to move away from him as fast as you can. That sucks. Okay. So uh, that will be, you know, obviously you'll do that on your round. You're like, oh, he said move, so I better move. That's embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> and then he uh, just kind of ducks back behind this pillar again as a bonus action he will have his spear go stabby stabby on someone the spear will move just between you two guys again and it is going to attack that guy who seems to be able to move in front of people <laughs> you want to die so bad here we go and it misses you all
1: right next
0: wag loud boom he is going to move into the room and He's just basically going to just kind of slink around the wall and he's, you know, fishing through his coat again for probably <laughs> some other horrible
1: thing. Raskris. All right, I'm kind of going around the same direction as Quag's want. Okay. And then I will uh, huck a bolt of fire this time. So bolt on the cleric. Fireball, then scorching ray, now fire bolt. There may be a theme. Yeah, yeah, weird. I sure hope that hits. That's 24. Oh, yeah, that hits. And that will do 10 points of fire damage. Okay. And with your 10
0: points of fire damage, that's orc priest will fall and his spiritual weapon will disappear.
1: They all burn the
0: same. (laughs) So (laughs) it is quiet in this room. Um, There is
1: Except for some light crackling smoldering sounds. Yes.
4: And no one knew I needed to flee. That's good.
1: Yeah. So after this
0: guy drops, that compulsion just kind of vanishes. So the good news is no one saw you run in terror from this dopey orc. So, yeah. So Quagg kind of runs over. It's like, he's really only one way out. Yeah. And then he just kind of, you know, just ducks back. Behind, you know, just aside the door, and he's—he's he's not like he's basically kind of letting you guys call the shot. So, turn off, Quag. Check those doors. The rest of us, let's burn these corpses. I'll check. We don't it. want them
3: animated behind us. I will begin the burning process.
0: And I'll check.
3: I will it. not enjoy it as much as Raskus does, though.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a problem. The rest of you aren't going to have any trouble collecting bodies and just kind of throwing them into a pile as Raskus will light them up. And while that's going on, Quay can't assist you on the investigation, but he can assist you on the lock pick. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, he, he's checking the door as well. Okay, I got a,
4: a 16. I did not roll great.
0: Okay, he didn't roll great either. The doors are locked. Okay. Uh, neither one of you seem to detect any mechanical traps. Okay, we'll try to pick the lock, I guess. He's, you said he's helping? He is helping, so you'll get advantage.
4: Oh, I rolled a nat 20.
0: Oh, hey, look at that. All right. Uh, so that's pretty high. Let's see. Okay. Where are the rest of you gathering these bodies and setting them on fire?
2: We can just, just kind of burn them where they are. I don't I don't think we want to waste time gathering them up. I think if we okay. just,
3: just burn go where and
2: they are. torch them, with, uh, I'm assuming the flame tongue greatsword will allow me to at least catch them on fire. Uh, You know, maybe we'll cut off heads or something like that, but we'll do it pretty quickly. I don't want to spend a lot of time. Okay. As soon as that door is open, we got to go through it. But I just want less things coming from the the zombies behind us. That's all I'm looking for.
0: (laughs) So as you're able to get the door, as you uh, pick the lock on the door, you hear the satisfying sound of the latch clacks and the lock is uh, now disengaged. And you feel pretty good until you notice that the door suddenly glows red. Okay. And you re- and you notice that, oh, yeah, I did not notice that glyph on the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seemed to really, really be just set in. So when you investigated, it was one of those things where you were probably looking too close. If you step back a little, you might have noticed But yeah. um, everyone else was, you know, burning bodies. So you and Queg are going to have to make dex saves. I will use my evasion. All righty. And Quake has pretty good dex. but not good enough all right what did you get for your deck save
4: we still get the d4 is that done
0: yeah it hasn't been 10 rounds so yeah oh 18 okay so yeah so the glyph uh lights up and a booming noise hurls from it it deals thunder damage basically to anybody within 20 feet of it luckily everyone else is going around the room burning bodies and because you have evasion, Tarnoth, you are able to kind of pull yourself out of the way of the glyph, but Quag just gets it straight. And it kind of sends him flying about 10 feet back, and he takes a bunch of thunder damage. And that's 24 points for old Quag. Cobalt's a little hurt, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he, he's just lying on the ground. But the door is unlocked, and a huge old booming noise flies out of the door, but that glyph seems to fade. Got to watch those traps, Pipsqueak. <laughs> uh, uh, ow! I swear that that door did not have a trap on it. So, you have an unlocked door, a bunch of burning orc bodies. What would you like to do?
3: That door is open. I should go and make sure that nothing comes through it.
0: It is not open yet. Excellent. It, is, it has been unlocked and he traps it off, but the door is still closed. It is openable. It is soon
3: to be open, so I will just move into the direction of being in front of the door should nothing else happen before I get there. I'll head over in the direction and just stand there waiting for that door to come open.
0: You almost feel bad that you didn't get hit by the trap. And then you're like, that is the dumbest thought. I mean, like your brain just goes to these places. (laughs) Why would I want to be? Shield business sucks. Okay. So uh, what's everybody doing? Assuming you're getting ready to go into this next room. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, everybody up by the door right now can go ahead and give me perception rolls.
2: I will not make a perception roll as I assume I will move up to everyone, get <laughs> behind and maybe slightly to the right so it doesn't look like I'm cowering behind him, of all facts. Of
3: all facts Althrax. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, uh, uh, you know, get ready to go into that door slightly if he, after him.
0: I got a 25 perception. 25? Okay. Althrax?
3: I'm not... Uh, Alright, Yeah, no, single digits
0: is just getting over in the corner and out of the way of that door because he doesn't trust that door at all now. Alrighty, so uh, Tarnoth, you hear something on the other side of this door. It is not an identifiable noise as much as it is just kind of a cacophony of weird sounds. There's definitely a thrumming. Occasionally there's like a crackle and then wailing sounds uh, every every once and again. Um, and very, very faintly in the background you hear chanting, but you can't really make it out of a low, uh, low, low voice chanting. But it just it just sounds just like a, a bunch of strange noise coming from inside that room. Uh, it, it is unsettling, for sure.
4: There's some kind of magical shit happening
0: in there.
3: I don't hear anything. <laughs>
0: yeah you don't know what you don't you don't you don't know what they're talking about we should probably stop it
2: magical shit in a sorceress necromancer's lich tower weird well let's go look at
0: it (laughs) okay uh yeah so um how are you looking to deal with this door situation <laughs> the knob or handle, perhaps.
1: <laughs> All right, no. So um... look,
0: look, let's not go crazy,
1: guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think outside the box here. All right, when I'm this
0: once we'll try it your way. <laughs> Guess we'll try the knob. <laughs> okay, who's opening the door? I will
3: kick in the door, waving my long sword. Okay, great.
0: great. We were going to use the knob. Oh, okay. oh guys. <laughs> Now, as the door kicks open, Ultherax standing in the center, heroically, uh, you, there is a massive circular chamber. There are a bunch of pillars holding, obviously, like in the other room, holding the ceiling up all around. There is a round stepped kind of a, a ziggurat or pyramid platform that goes up to a kind of a, a plinth area where you see, well, you're not exactly sure. Arrayed around this platform on the ground, you see four skeletal figures and then four uh, like walking corpse figures. And on either side of the plinth, there are red robed orcs, looks to be magic users, kind of lowly chanting. And in the center of the platform, you see three what's obviously can tell are dragon eggs and there is a field around the eggs and a figure. This field is probably the strangest thing you've ever seen. As the sound comes alive, it is like a low thrum that is kind of out of tune. It echoes off the walls. There is strange crackling of energy uh, that flies around. And as you are looking at it, you see the eggs, they seem to get bigger then gets smaller in kind of a random fashion. And the figure standing behind them is a massive undead orc in this heavy armor, long black and red robes. His face is like a mummified orc's head with huge jaws. And you notice he is standing in this field of energy as well. And you notice that at times the like material on his robe will seem, one second will seem like uh, pristine, and then in another second look desiccated. You'll see like, even though, you know, he is undead, his flesh, you know, just kind of come in and out of, almost like everything in that field is aging and then unaging and changing. It is probably the strangest thing you've, you've ever seen. But whatever he's doing in there, he obviously seems to be having some effect on these eggs but you're not exactly sure what, unless you kind of give it a good a good look and a good thinking, maybe an arcana roll. But the figure that you can easily identify as Dalar the Lich is paying no mind to anything other than his task of whatever this ritual is. But the two red-robed blood mages, Galthoc and some of you more um, experienced fighters will probably recognize these are Dalar's necromancers. These are his specially trained elite wizards that keep everything, uh, you know, unliving here. And as they see you in the doorway, they keep chanting, but draw their attention to you. And these undead things start shambling. Looks like we're going to roll some more initiative as we're moving into a, uh, another, uh, another little fight here. And you'll get to hear what everybody rolled in their initiative in two weeks as part seven of the dragon war concludes question mark. See you in two weeks. Bye. Thank you everybody for listening. And once again, we would love to thank our apprentice architect Patreons, Jillian and John Christensen, Suzanne bell and Caitlin Thompson. We could not do this without you. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash a O E podcast. Have fun. We'll see you next time.